You are listening to Tech Grind, behind the scenes of leading high-tech ecosystems. Thank you for coming back for part two of our talk with Stefan Horda. Um, in this part, we will be talking about showcasing the story and materials for investors. Um, Stefan, um, we were talking earlier about building your funding strategy. So let's go to the next part. <clears throat> right. Um, so when we are trying to build the next step in the, in the funding strategy, that is where we have to kind of doing a kind of catalyzing the value proposition because we have now the idea we work through the strategic part so from where we want to have the outreach the next thing is we have to identify the potential investment opportunity and doing that by um, cherry picking by, by bringing out what we uh, what we uh, can bring to the table and highlight that in our documents. And if you go in for the, the documentation, that is for strategic financial documentations, um, I always say they have to act like a symphony. They have to be integrated. They have to support your narrative. And at the same time, they have to be convincing. So. And these documents will help you in presenting the ideas to an investor in a kind of transparent way and hopefully convincing them, but definitely trying to get them inspired about your business to invest in. Mm -hmm. And again, we talked before about the valuation and I still think valuation is very important. So for reaching a favorable valuation, the financial needs have to be tied up in a kind of watertight way uh, with the narrative. And that also helps to rationalize the value of your company. And when I say there's a, normally you have a pitch deck, right? And people go out with mm -hmm. this pitch deck. And the pitch right. deck has normally about 20, 30 pages, very often. <laughs> Wait, there, there are very different approaches for that, yeah. Yes, there are different approaches. But, but, uh, so, so the approach I would go is at the beginning, you have a, uh, an executive summary. It's a one, two, three slides, not more. I mean, I, I can say that if I get a deck that's more than tops 15 uh, slides, it will be very, it will even automatically kind of uh, be sifted out. But uh, that, that really depends on... Uh, what you're trying to achieve, but let's put that aside. That's not the uh, essence here. Yeah, I'm, I'm not so sure if that's not the essence. I think that is probably the, the, the most important part, as, as you said, the, the size of the deck and the way how you go out. Because if we build decks, we want to be successful at the end of the day. And therefore, we have to think to whom we want to communicate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And let's think about now. We're talking to an investor. Right, so an investment company, and you have a portfolio manager, and you know him from LinkedIn, and you send him the deck. Uh, that will very likely not get you further. Mm -hmm. For one reason, 
in investment companies, there's also a hierarchy. So there's a kind of the C level, right? And these are the guys with the budget, these are the big guys, then they're telling you, yeah, let's go for that or not. Then below that, you normally have a level, which is the director level. Mm -hmm. These are the people who are very close to clients, to to, uh, to potential investors, to liquid, uh, to 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 LPs, and all that stuff. And below that, you have the investment and portfolio manager who really work on your docs. Mm -hmm. But in order, as you said before, you put a fifteen pager aside. I I can uh, can understand that if, if it goes more than fifty pages, it's hard to identify the, the the essence and to to get to get caught your eye. So if you send it to the C level, and these are the guys who are saying I like that idea, let's follow up on that. If you want to go there, they will not have more than five minutes to decide on you, mm -hmm. right. because they they receive that. So that means if you can be compelling with your ideas in one or two. Three minutes, yeah. It's like a it's like an elevator pitch that goes by email, for example, or because very often you don't have the time for the first phone call before you you get them uh, lined up. So they have to decide on that very quickly. The second level, this is if they say I like it, they very likely talk to their team. That is the director level, and say them, hey, contact them and ask them for more. And on that page, you have to go to your 10, 15 pager, definitely. So, so, so that you tell more about the investment, that you come across in a in a better way. Mm -hmm. uh, that is that is that tells more about what you want to do, but don't show too much numbers. And then on the third level, if they survive the Monday meeting, let's say they meet every Monday at um, noon uh, for, for the for the for the wrap up and say, I have these opportunities, shall we follow up on that or not? And only if they make the decision there that they want to go on, they will give that to the people who will work on your decks. And I, that, um, that I, is, I want to put in a point here. Yes. Um, you, you said uh, the Monday meeting and, and that kind of reminded me of something. Um, every VC general partner, um, we have the general partner, in, in really general terms, we have the general partner, we have the principal, we have the analysts, that's pretty much the, the main uh, functions. Uh, we have the LPs, but they have nothing to do with uh, sifting uh, out opportunities. But you have the GP, and uh, the, the, the bigger the fund, if we're talking about VC funds, the bigger the fund, the uh, more general partners there, there are that are... Uh, um, that need to to take decisions uh, of who to invest in and we have to understand or the entrepreneur has to understand that it's just like a committee that if this specific general partner likes your idea or is um sold on your idea and thinks that uh that he needs to put or the fund needs to put the money in it still isn't enough there's that as you said, Monday morning meeting where they talk about opportunities. And if if everything is in line, he needs to kind of defend your startup and convince all the other GPs or get uh, or get votes to put money into this company. 
Um, th so. that, that is that is absolutely correct. And sometimes it's not that he has to convince the other GPs by most of the funds because of regulations, they have a kind of investment committee. Mm -hmm. And the investment committee is normally uh, built together from, let's say, uh, a third from the GPs, a third from the LPs, and uh, the other third and the people in the investment committees are um, industry experts, right? Right. And they're making actually your decision. But to reach that stage, it's a long way to go. Right. But right. you mentioned one thing, the GP has to present and to defend. Right. So what we do when we come up to the documents, we give them a one, a two, a three pager where he has all the arguments on one. So that's like for him to, to wrap up and to present, but also give one or two slides that talk about the opportunity. So it's easy to present. And right, and and that of course will be after uh, after the the fund has gone through all the processes that we that we have in the showcase uh, phase, which is the financials, the the narrative um, beyond the pitch that uh, sold uh, to the let's say the analyst, um, and of course through the due diligence, um, but due diligence will touch a bit uh, later in the third part. Um, yes, but that comes, I think that comes later. If you reach out mm -hmm. to a C level, he has to, as you said, in the GP level, he has to convince people about an idea mm -hmm. and he will not spend too much money. And definitely he will not spend the resources to go down the line to the analyst level uh, where he will work one week, probably on your data to yeah. see if that is a fit or not, because that is a decision he makes in a maybe in the Monday meeting yeah, and said, okay, let's get the data together. And next Monday, we will make the next decision on that. And if they say they want to go for it, he gives it very likely to a kind of director level and they take care about it. Yeah? Or he gives it directly to an analyst. Mm -hmm. And when you reach that level that you reach an analyst level, you're, you're not in the art of selling your investment, then you're in the science of selling your investment because then mm -hmm. you need data. And more important, you have to fit their, uh, their mandate and you have to fit their checklists. Because to be honest, if you have an analyst, the analyst works against a checklist. He will have mm -hmm. that on his on his on his uh, computer, maybe a very likely an Excel sheet, and then he puts in all the numbers and all the stuff, and it goes with all the experience of them in the past. They will do some some analytics on that and saying, yeah, it makes sense to go on or not. And when I said before, it's about the symphony. What is very important is that when you send them a deck high level to the GP, that in the next round let's say in the, 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 the deck for the directors or the deck for an analyst where it really goes down deep with numbers, yeah, shows the story throughout and makes sense and there is no break. So it really has to be thought through because most of the software will det detect if there's a break or if something doesn't really make sense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, I, I want to give like an, uh, an example of how, how you do that. Uh, a lot of startups uh, say that we have reached market product market fit, or we are on our we are on our way to product market fit. Um, you can say that, or you can say, for instance, "Hey, listen, we've uh, 
our uh, product can do a lot of things. Here is a list of 10 things that our product can do. Um, we have structured our uh, strategy in a way that we are first uh, trying to find market fit uh, in types of products in uh, one, two, three, let's say non-medical, uh, that's easy to, uh, to reach. And we have tested it on, uh, we have tested uh, try or, or tried to enter three markets. Um, out of those three markets, we have found that uh, 10 clients have uh, agreed to pay this and that amount of money or were willing to pay this and that amount of money. Uh, we closed five out of them. That, that's a kind of way of saying things through numbers and not through hope. Um, I, I assume you have a lot of examples on your side for such things and, and for, for further uh, stages. Um, <clears throat> yes, and uh, I think it's, as you said, it's not about hope, you have to show that. But there's one thing I would like to add. We are talking now with your examples and with the, uh, with the revenue, yeah, about an existing company that is good and making progress again. We also mm -hmm. have to think about that there will be entrepreneurs that they're at the very early start and they have an idea. And I stress the word strategic financial documents very often. I didn't say only financial documents. Mm -hmm. You can be able on based benchmarks, if you have done a good strategy work and, and if you know the, the market and the, the, the customers and the, the potential investors well, if you go down that line, you should be able to build a strategic financial document that does not have to reflect current revenue because we also have to think about that. If, it's good if you have already some revenue, but then you need the strategic financial documents to show in a way how we can grow and where we grow and why this area will be there. And ideally, you come across and you have already some, some contracts or some, some letter of intents or MOUs, right? with potential clients who are saying, if you do that, we're willing to test. So you can, you can make it better, but nevertheless, you have to show all these numbers. And when I say we're always talking about a pitch deck, pitch decks are important, but beside the pitch decks, you should have a kind of, when you a kind of, let's say more like an information memorandum, right? Or uh, if you if you go to a fund, uh, th then th definitely you need the term sheets ready and prepared from your side. It's also important. If you go to a fund and say I need money, but I have, and uh, then they will give you first year their term sheet. They will mm -hmm. come across and trying to and whoever submits the term sheet, if they like it, right, he's in the driver's seat. So as an entrepreneur, you should also think about that. And definitely, we talked all the time about it, the investor pitch deck. But beside that, it would also be good to have some market material ready and also PR stories. So from social uh, podcasts like uh, DRTV, if you go to the US, right? Mm -hmm. If you have that out, you can use these clips, even if they run in the night at one o'clock on, on, on some channels, yeah? You can say then, hey, this is what we had in TV. So, so, so you, you, can build, you can build an idea-based uh, mm -hmm. approach mm -hmm. 
exactly the same way like you do with a with a revenue base and you will find some investors they only will consider you if you have six months increasing revenue in the past because it's written in their mandate yeah so right. if you can show that the right guy to go otherwise don't do it but you will also find and that is why i'm saying the the strategy is very important you will also find investors out there who are looking exactly for ideas who are looking for because the chance if they are successful with you yeah they can wait may more money than if they go into an existing company mm -hmm. and you know i i'm you're saying this and i'm kind of thinking um what are the uh classic things that need to be in uh investors uh approach uh, packet and you know you have the classics the the pitch deck the one pager uh pnl sometimes uh, depending on how deep you want to go but i'm i'm kind of curious what's the most minimalistic uh, uh successful outreach that you saw and what's the most elaborative one um, <laughs> the, the most successful outreach I have seen the last year, that was not really, uh, that, that, was a, that was a small startup and they had a very, very simple pitch deck. They just were targeting only real estate companies, right? <clears throat> and <clears throat> their idea was in the past, real estate companies were going looking for uh, an area in the city or close to, a, to whatever, then they build a mall in it and they rented it out, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. so, so they get the money and that is what their mandate is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we had, a, we had a client, we told him they're they buying areas, they're buying actually water wells. And this water wells is from the structured way, the well itself is an asset. Mm -hmm. The story was very simple. You buy a ground, which is way cheaper than a ground in the middle of a city. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So based on that ground, you build a production area or a filling station, which is pretty much cheaper than having a mall. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And based on that, you will normally get rent. But in this case, you don't get rent, but you get the income from the water we can extract. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so that was a very simple, high-level pitch to get attraction. That doesn't sell the investment, right? But that was the story, the narrative we fleshed out for the first stage. Yeah, and we only targeted real estate companies. And we started targeting them about one year ago with that story, and it worked pretty well for one so, reason. A real estate, a real estate fund has a mandate and the mandate says more or likely buy some assets buy some ground build something on it mm -hmm. get rent get income out of it okay with covid the the prices are dropping mm -hmm. so even their malls are not delivering anymore uh, the income they had before because some of the tenants are gone yeah they, they can't pay the rent anymore and so on so if you show them, I have here something that is simple, that is basic, and luckily it is just one product that comes out, right? Uh, so all goes together with where this area is located. Because like 
they understand how to find the right areas in the city to build a mall on it where you have all the traffic. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. We told them we have here a kind of due diligence process based for you to assess the assets. So it was in the second step, we explained them how do we select the assets? Because if they get interested in the first round, they want to know what is next. And we explain them exactly in the way they would normally assess uh, an area in a city where they can build a mall on it or an office building. We explained it in the same way at the same stages, what you have to do from the location, from the risk perspective, from the, the legal situation, which is long-term and so on. So that they find something that goes very likely ahead. And then in the third round, uh, when you go to the analyst, then you have to come up with really with the, with the numbers. So, so I think that was a very simple story based on what investors would normally go for because they have a mandate, but can't invest anymore through the incident of COVID. So I think what happens is that entrepreneurs don't take enough time um, to build their story into even the one sentence part, which I, 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 I see happening a lot. And then they start like mumbling and, and talking all sorts of, uh, you know, the, this team member says this, this team member says that. And what you did now with, for instance, the, the story um, that you told about the, the wealth, I could understand very quickly that you gave me an example of classic real estate. And I said, and you said, okay, that's what they turn wells into sort of classic uh, um, real estate or the same concept. Now, I understand in my mind that it's different, but I have this vision now of what's happening here. What are they doing? Beyond that, I understand one, something else that you said with COVID, people in some areas rented more in some people's uh, in, in some areas uh, rented less rent fluctuates with COVID and that creates a problem for classic real estate companies like you like the investors so here's the need here's the solution this is different the this is a different uh, problem than what the market has uh, had up until now this is a different solution than what the market had of had up until now and when we cross them together put them together becomes something great and thus we can make an investment yes and that was a part at the beginning out of the ideation process and the selection of the strategic investors or the potential investors uh, and based on that we built the documents in a way that they're more like classical past real estate decks, right? Mm -hmm. Because yeah. that is what they know. And we try also to match their checklists in a way. So we explain that is that word. So we translate it. And <clears throat> what it actually does, it solves the problem of an investor. Because think about an investor who is hit by COVID, a fund, a real estate fund, hit mm -hmm. by COVID. Yeah, the income break, uh, the income is eroding uh, because that is what you get through the rent. And right. you you don't ha you have still the mandate. So 
this is a talking piece that gets very likely presented by whoever I'm talking to in the next Monday meeting because he can be shining there. Yeah. Hey, I have this idea. What do you think about it? Right. We don't know if that will be successful or not, but it was simply that outreach process that was successful at the end. Yep. So if we uh, sum up this uh, second part of showcasing the story and materials, what are the three or four key bullet points you would like contributors to go with? Yeah, th that, that you come up with a, a documentation that works like, again, a symphony that works together so mm -hmm. that you can replicate that. So it's a strategic financial, let's say, planning document. Then the outline of your business plan and whatever you need for the investor, that can be an investor deck or that can be an information memorandum or whatever. Yeah. And probably a valuation model that shows growth and for prepared to be prepared for the analysts and where you have also kind of ROI estimation support added to them. And uh, if you want to go down so that you help them with investment and probability feasibility analysis. If you can come up with something like that, so that it shows, like in the example we had before, it's your business and it will very likely successful because of, that works. And for an entrepreneur who is not really in real estate, but who is in, in tech, this works exactly the same. He just have to think what they have done in the past, what they do now, and how do I fit in into their investment appetite. That's amazing. So, so that was, that was part, two part two about showcasing, about showcasing story and materials. And in part three, we will be talking about investor outreach. We are going to take all this preparation, all the materials and ask ourselves, okay, how world are we going to reach the investors now? What's the best way? Um, negotiations, diligence. Um, so that's in part three. So Stefan, thank you very much for this fascinating part. And we will be moving to part three. Thank you.